Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 42, Skip It to Win It. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight are Matt. What's up, everybody? And Tom. How you doing, Pete? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. what's going on tonight guys not a whole lot over here yeah no uh, winding down another week so tonight we're going to talk about the dark side of disney the things attractions shows rides what have you that are worth skipping on your disney trip you know we started talking about this we started kicking this idea around and there's a lot there that you can skip yeah there is and and at first when when i when i threw the idea out today everybody was kind of like well can you skip anything and then we all thought of Hollywood Studios again and realized, yes, at least you can skip one thing. <laughs> you can skip you can skip Hollywood Studios. You exactly. can definitely skip the great movie ride right now because it's just not there. I mean, thanks for thanks for blowing my news update for Hollywood Studios. <laughs> anyway, before we get into that uh, tonight, we're gonna go as always to Tom with the news. Tom, what do we got this week? Good good thing you did not let uh let me skip the news because there is quite a bit. Um Starting over in Epcot, the 2018 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, uh, some events and programs and offerings have, have come out now. Um, we have been to the Food and Wine Festival, huge fan of it. I think it's awesome. The the food vendors, uh, the unique drinks, the different offerings are all really cool. So I'm going to briefly, I'm going to run down what, what they have coming to uh, Epcot this year. So first and foremost, June 14th. That's the official date when booking begins for some of these special events I'm going to share with you. Uh, so understand, most likely if it's a special event, there is a cost associated with it. Um, starting off, there is a Sunday brunch with the chef. Begin your delicious day with a brunch buffet followed by a conversation with a distinguished culinary television personality. Uh, and there is a variety of names. This is something that if you are interested in um, cooking, I think this would definitely be up your alley. Uh, especially if you have any unique questions or, or something regarding the food you've uh, eaten. Uh, food and beverage pairings. So this will be a new 45-minute food and beverage pairings uh, program or offering uh, that will be available on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays at 2.30 p.m. where guests can learn from top food and beverage industry pros uh, and then taste the demonstra- demonstrated dish along with the beverage pairing. Uh, it's about 25 bucks a person. Uh, so it's a pretty affordable demonstration to attend, all things considered, uh, you know, when you, when you think of Disney pricing on some things. There is some family fun coming. Remy's Ratatouille Hide and Seek Scavenger Hunt will be returning this year, along with a themed playground for the little ones. On Friday and Saturday evenings, kids can enjoy a brand new character dance party, dancing and playing with Disney characters, uh, and a new complimentary Junior Chef Kitchen presented by Krusty's. And I could be butchering that name if that's if, if he's from Ratatouille. Uh, but that'll allow kids to become chefs every Sunday at the Festival Center. Uh, another thing they're offering that Mimosa Bar, which I usually hear of like a Bloody Mary bar, but they're going to have a, a Mimosa Bar in the Festival Center as well, uh, along with wines and local beers. There will be select food options and some samples and seminars hosted by Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Company. For what everyone's been waiting for, there are a few new food options coming to Epcot this year with the uh, Food and Wines Festival. The uh, new Brunswick slider, uh, so it's essentially a beef brisket, brisket pot roast style uh, slider. Uh, that'll be at Hops and Barley Marketplace. There's a butternut squash ravioli. I'm not a huge squash fan, but uh, I think this will be in the Wine and Dine studio, and this is, uh, of course, vegetarian. And then there's a charred chimichurri skirt steak. Did I say all that right? Yeah, I'm really surprised you got all that right. I, I, I am too, and that'll I was be uh, for that too. Located at the Flavors from Fire. All of them are going to be good. I, I don't know if, Pete, we've been for the, to the food and wine. I don't know if we had anything that wasn't good. I don't think so. And I'm hoping we get to uh, go and experience these again this year. And then one last thing uh, that they are offering, the Party for the Senses. Uh, this will be held in the World Showplace on select Saturdays throughout the festival from 7 to 9.30 p.m. And is returning to two seating options per night this year. Uh, price ranges are roughly two twenty nine to three forty nine per person plus tax, gratuity included. 
I, I don't know a lot about the party for senses. Uh, if, if anyone on the podcast knows anything, care to, please uh, feel free to share. If not, we'll have uh, updates as we get closer. Moving over to Magic Kingdom. Uh, we've obviously talked about the not-so-scary and, and some of the earlier dates that it will actually be arriving in Magic Kingdom. Well, there also is a Happy Hallow Wishes dessert party add-on that will be available with the not-so-scary Halloween party. Before I get into the nuts and bolts of it, there's no way I'm paying for a hard ticket and then paying for an add-on. No, I was going to say, there's no way that this is going to be worth it. Essentially, you're going to have a premium experience during Not-So-Scary's uh, party, uh, a dessert party at Tomorrowland Terrace Restaurant. Uh, guests will kick off the special event with an exclusive viewing for the Boot to You Halloween Parade along Main Street. Uh, and afterwards, guests will be brought over to the Tomorrowland Terrace Restaurant to indulge in a wide buffet selection of desserts, special drinks, and of course, Halloween candy. From this special seated viewing area that looks over Cinderella Castle, guests will experience the Happy Hallow Wishes Nightmare Spectacular. This dessert add-on is available four nights in August, the 17th, 24th, 28th, 31st, multiple nights in September, and almost every night it's offered in October. Uh, the add-on, wait for this price, is available for $84 plus tax for guests 10 and older. And, you got to be kidding me. And $50 for children ages 3 to 9. So you... A family, I don't, I don't see how this is affordable for a family of four. Anywho, it is going to be offered. Like I said, not, not sure this is the best way to spend your money at Disney. Moving over to Hollywood Studios. Before we go into any Hollywood Studios news, again, Great Movie Ride is still not reopened. They're still planning on converting it into a Mickey Mouse ride. Maybe they'll change their mind and it'll reopen, but as of now, does not look promising. Uh, but as we dive into Hollywood Studios here, you know we're we're a few short weeks away from getting an. Uh, Pretty good update on Toy Story Land, uh, but if you are an annual pass holder out there, you will get exclusive access to Toy Story Land in September. Now, I know you're probably thinking, it's already opened, What? why is this exclusive? Well, what Disney's going to do is they're going to give you the opportunity to take advantage of Toy Story Land kind of on your own as pass holders. Uh, attendees will get access to the two new attractions, uh, Toy Story Mania and Toy Story Mania, uh, plus you'll also be able to enjoy tasty snacks over at Woody's Lunchbox. Registration for this event will open in the coming weeks, and Disney will notify you as soon as it does. Eligible pass holders may register themselves and one guest. Uh, so if you are a pass holder and you want to take a friend, this is a good opportunity. This is really weird to me. that Because it's after the it's, opening? Yeah, because it's after the opening, because it's not a preview. I feel I, like for Pandora, they did a they did an annual pass holder preview. They did multiple previews for Pandora. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, well, so it's weird to me that... You know, this park is opening in June and September we're going to have annual pass holder access to it. That's just bizarre. Here's my theory on this. I think Disney knew they hit a home run with Pandora. And they knew giving early access to it was not going to slow down the hype train at all. And I wonder, because if you've noticed watching anything on ABC or ESPN or any of the Disney networks, they have been pumping Toy Story Land commercials out. Do you think it would slow down the hype train? you think people would be a little unimpressed? I I see that point, but I would also go the other the other way. I think maybe they're worried that putting in time for hijinks for things that don't work properly, and just saying instead of bringing like you know this grand opening type thing right right away, they want to work their way through any any issues they might be having. Well, but no, that's the thing. To me, you want the annual pass holders to be the ones that experience anything that doesn't work. You don't want right. to open the park before you before you preview it. I mean, a couple reasons. Your annual pass holders are already hooked for the most part, and mm-hmm. it's a lower volume of people. So you're not trying to force, you know, X amount of guests in. It's it's a very it's more of a trickle than it is opening the fire hydrant and letting it go. I think you're right. I think that people are going to be underwhelmed when they get into Toy Story Land, not because it's it's going to be underwhelming, just because. What are we really getting? We're getting two ri- two new rides and a new entrance to Toy Story Midway Mania. I, I just, there's not a whole lot there. And I think people are going to be underwhelmed. And I think they don't want that to get out before it opens. You know, and, and it's not fair that it's going to be quote unquote underwhelming. Because I think people have envisioned these two e-ticket attractions coming in. And that's not the case. Toy Story Mania is the e-ticket attraction there. But at the same time, Disney has not done anything to temper those expectations. Right. 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 Yeah. And, and 
you know, I think it, it also is going to be going up against one Pandora, which was this massive immersive experience. And people are sitting here waiting for Galaxy's Edge. And it's not going to be Galaxy's Edge. You know what I mean? Yep. So <sighs> time will tell on this one, but this is just bizarre to me. And it, it kind of feels, if I were an annual pass holder, I'd, I'd be kind of ticked about this because it kind of feels like the people the that are already, yep. yeah, the people that are already locked in, Disney's kind of screwing. I agree. I, I think if I were an annual pass holder, I would, I would be saying, let me get the preview. I don't, I, let me do what we did in Pandora where I mm-hmm. got to go early. Now, um, that, that kind of wraps up what I had for the news. I mean, it was very Epcot heavy, but Pete, I know you wanted to share something that happened this week at Disney with the app going down. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to kick this around a little bit and the, my Disney experience app was down for a period of several hours. I don't know exactly how long, but pretty much Disney was thrown back to the dark ages during this. You're talking no fast pass, no wait times, no ability to make advanced dining reservations, no ability to check dining reservations. How do you function like that at this point? I mean, well, you everything is able to function. I can tell you that right now. You've already, you've left those days in the dark. Well, no, and I think that anybody that plans to go to Disney World and and do Disney right has left those days in the dark too. This this just kind of shows how dependent Disney is on this app now, and how dependent everything is on this app now. The more things that get integrated in this app. When it goes down, it's going to cause a lot of problems. You know, and I and I started to think about it for a couple of reasons. My last two or three, my last three Disney trips have been all on the app. That, that's all I've used. And I started thinking back when we went as kids, my mom must have had some, I mean, knowing how organized she is, she must have printed everything out. So we had, you know, we knew where we were supposed to be as far as dining reservations went. Okay, and, my mom had itineraries. Right. And so now that you take that, because I mean, when... For my last trip, you know, instead of having the itinerary, oh, mom, just check the app like that. You'll see our dinner. You know, you'll see all our reservations. You'll see everything we have to do. I I think it would have been fun to be with somebody who was a little experienced at Disney because they could they could probably flip back and maybe an older person who doesn't like the app as much as they like the the other way that Disney used to participate. But some folks might have had to go get the brochure to find their way around the park. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, that's a great point. And you think like we've talked about the wait time thing. You know, we just. We can just check our phone for wait times. Now, I look today, as a matter of fact, and we used to have to go to the board in Main Street and the, the board at the front of Epcot uh, to get wait times. So I, I thought it was kind of funny. They still do that, though, right? Like, even though there's the app, they still have – they don't have that anymore? They do not. Nope. Yikes. Nope. And, and Pete, I know you had um, one more thing you wanted to share, and I know you were passionate about it. The Very passionate. Yep. Very passionate about this. So I have noticed in the past several weeks – and. I don't know how long this has been going on for. I'm sure it's been going on for a long time, but I've noticed Rider Pass tickets being sold on eBay. And this this just ticks me off to no end. What people have been doing is doing the Rider Switch, getting these Rider Switch passes, which are typically good for three or four weeks, going home, selling them on eBay. And in essence, they're selling Fast Passes because these these Rider Switch tickets are good for up to three guests. So Disney, I don't know if they've caught wind of this or if they're trying to streamline the whole process or what, but Disney is going now to a digital rider switch. So it'll be tied to your magic band, just like fast passes. Currently, you're, you will only be able to have one at a time, which is going to, which is going to limit some people that are legitimately using this, but it's going to put a stop to these people that are selling these on eBay. This is ridiculous. These things are, are definitely not for sale. In fact, they say specifically on the tickets not for sale. And so th- this this just ticks me off. It feels like people are just taking advantage of, of something that Disney's offering to try to help them out. And to, to uh, if, if you're listening and you're wondering what is a Rider Switch Fast Pass, there's a time where maybe there's parents that want to ride something that their children are not tall enough to ride. And what Disney will do is so that both parents can ride it. One parent will sit with the kid. The, the other parent will go through the attraction and then they'll flip. I was actually a beneficiary of a rider switch pass to ride Navi River Journey. A, a, a dad of like three kids came up and said, hey, you know, we've ridden this. This is good for three people. I kind of see you standing here. Would you and your family like to use it? That's a positive. That's a positive interaction from Disney giving an accommodation to this guy. He had ridden it. He noticed a family of three that was kind of like hunting around outside de- deciding what to do. But 
you, you should not sell these. I mean, it, it, it clearly states it on there. It's just a shame that people are going to grab these rider switch passes for these big-time attractions. It's just cheating the system. You know, I was I benefited from a guy giving me the pass. I told Disney when I got to the line, hey, this was given to me by someone, and they said that's fine. But they certainly don't want them being sold. And the, the Disney employee had every right to tell me, hey, listen, this was not intended for you and your family. They let me go through, but that's, I don't know, when Pete sent that to me, I was just, especially some of the prices they were going for. You $300, know, and I, 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 like $250, like three, I mean, it was a lot. I've shared a story on the podcast when, when we went uh, in flight of passage, our Uber driver had lived in Orlando for months and had only ridden flight of passage once and he waited standby. He could never get a fast pass. And for those kind of people, you feel bad because it's like, man, people are just cheating them. Yeah, and, and and look, Disney wants everybody to have a good time. So when there is a problem with fast passes, Disney tends to, to give people the benefit of the doubt to a fault. I mean, when we were, I believe it was you and I, Matt, there were a couple of girls who were riding Tower of Terror and just kept getting in the fast pass line and saying, oh, Disney will never find out. Yeah. And and so that sort of thing, you know, blatant taking advantage of the system. Disregard of the rules. Yeah, just disregard of the rules just ticks me off. I know people are going to do it, but... We've shared that. Hey, don't be late for your dinner reservation. If you're, But if you're 20 minutes late, I promise Disney will make it work the best they can. But don't do it on purpose. I mean, just be a be a, a good citizen. Yep. So, enough, for I, our, enough for our rant. Yeah, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox, but this was something that really ticks me off, and I get really passionate about it. So anyway, I, is that all the news we've got for this week, Tom? That that's it. Unless um, I know those two items you had. Anything else? I think that's it on my end. All right. Well, with that, uh, let's pause for just a minute to hear from our partner, Destinations with Character. This episode was brought to you by Destinations with Character Travel Agency, where quality service and client satisfaction are their top priority. Family time and memory making are so important, so trust the many dedicated and professional travel consultants at Destinations with Character to plan your dream vacation. They will provide you and your loved ones the most magical vacations possible, and they take great pride in meeting each client's needs, all while staying within budget and providing multiple options to make your vacation dreams a reality. With over 30 agents across the country, Destinations with Character Travel Agency has the resources to give each client dedicated one-on-one service. So experience their over 50 years of expertise at Disney parks, cruises, and travel as Destinations with Character Travel Agency takes the stress and hassle out of your vacation so you can enjoy it to the fullest. Simply give them a call to get started at 630-308-2350 and let the magic begin. Destinations with Character Travel Agency, making dream vacations come true every single day. You can reach them at their email account, D-E-S-T-W-I-T-H-C-H-A-R at Comcast.net or their website at www.destinationswithcharacter.com. Okay, so let's go ahead and transition directly into our main topic for tonight. And again, we're going to be talking about things to skip at Disney World. And, And let's kind of go park by park here. Magic Kingdom surprisingly had a ton of stuff that that we all kind of agreed that you could skip. Yeah, it's 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 more than you uh it's more than you would think, I guess. And and looking over our list, there's probably four of the items that I skipped out of all of them. We left one off that I'm going to sneak in at the end. I didn't even want you guys to to know about it. But anyway, I guess I'll start us off. One thing we had was Frontierland Shooting Arcade. Uh, obviously, this is found in Frontierland. Uh, take aim at nearly 100 targets during an exciting shootout set amid Boot Hill in Tombstone, Arizona. It's essentially an arcade shooting game. I think it one credit's 50 cent, and it gives you roughly 20 or 25 shots. I, mean, I guess it's a fun thing to do, but it's not what I'm going to go to Disney to do. If I mean, I'm, if, if we're waiting in line for 20 minutes and so my kid can go in that shooting arcade, I'm going to be pretty upset. You know, I don't, I don't know that I've ever waited. I've done it before. And and Matt, I know you've done it too, and Pete, I'm sure you have as well. It's it's not something that I, I know there's a wait for, but it's definitely a waste of money and time. That's that's for sure. I mean, it's it's not even as good as like when the state fair comes to town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so parents, when you're walking through Frontierland, and if you specifically if you have a a, a little boy, <laughs> they're gonna think that's the coolest thing in the world. I promise you that there are much more enjoyable things to do. Just keep walking that. a little bit until you get to Splash Mountain. They'll think that's way cooler, I promise. Well, and this is this is pretty much right next to Pecos Bill, right? Or right down yeah, from Pecos Bill? Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, next thing that I wanted to mention, Tom, I know you'll want to talk about this because you were very passionate about this, and that is the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. It's terrible. It's, I mean, 
It's terrible for what, multiple, what would you, multiple this reasons. Is, this is how they figured out how to do the ride cue. Uh, you'll never convince me otherwise. I agree with him. Because everyone... No, it, this, it, this would make a really good interactive themed cue for a, for a ride. And you know you're, what? You're right. You get to the end and that's it. There's nothing. It One, do some proper theming. Pick a movie. Could, I, and I... Tarzan is what I always... That's my always my go-to for this. And I don't know if Tarzan has a large enough following where that moves the needle, but... It's got to have more than the Swiss Family Robinsons, I'll tell you that. I agree. I mean, I couldn't agree more. This, to me, speaks a different direction that Disney has gone in over the years. Because, you know, at Park Open, this would have been a great attraction for people. Because yeah, this was it's what outdated. people expected. Yeah, it, it, I, I would agree with you. I think it is outdated. Well, beyond but, that... But I don't, I don't know that you can fix this. I don't know that you add theming of anything else that it helps, really. Even if you theme it Tarzan you're still going to see pretty much the same stuff. You're going to go through the same path. What's the point? It's, uh, it's, it's, I think Matt said this earlier or when we were discussing the, the episode, it's just completely random. Makes It fits nothing. It fits nothing. And here's the thing, like there are very few attractions, rides, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of them now, but even as like a child in my very first trip to Disney world, I was disappointed leaving it. Like if, <laughs> if you're a child and you're disappointed leaving this attraction, it needs to go. I agree. Well, so so I have a question then. So the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, we're we're saying you can skip. What about Tom Sawyer Island? Because Tom Sawyer Island, I feel like is a is a similar, totally more immersive to me. I'm not climbing. I'm not going through. I can't. I can touch things on Tom Sawyer Island. I can't touch anything on the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. I I actually that's fair. I totally agree with him. And and speaking of Tom Sawyer, that's that's an area you can go to if your kids have just a ton of pent up energy or they're cranky and you want to let them run around. They have caves. If there's you, some if shade. You, there's, there's shade. There's PB&Js. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think Tom Sawyer Island probably is a – it's definitely much more immersive. And that, I don't know that that's something you should skip necessarily. I think that applies uh, if you have a family. I mean, that, that has – but Swiss family, you can always skip. One of my questions is Tom Sawyer Island. I even kind of forgot about that when, you know, when we were making this list and when Pete just brought it up. I mean, I think it's much better – than the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, but how many people don't even know it exists? No, that's a that's a fair point. I think a ton because it. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think a ton of people know that it, ex- it exists at all. That leads me to have like a Secrets of Disney <laughs> podcast episode. I mean, we could we could go Disney Dark Side and talk about people trying to swim there, but that's that's for a, a PG thirteen <laughs> at least rated. I've I've heard some activities that go on in the caves that. Uh, Tom Sawyer Island too that that is better suited for a PG thirteen. Yeah, remember show, this is a so. PG. This is a G podcast. None of that stuff's true. So, all right, well let's let's go ahead and roll into some attractions that are definitely worth skipping. And I, I think these three attractions really go together to me. And it depends on the audience that you have with you, of course. But in my opinion, you've got Dumbo, you've got the Magic Carpets of Aladdin, and you've got the Astro Orbiter. All pretty much the same ride. All worth skipping. Can I say one thing? Yep. Well, Dumbo, obviously, for my affinity toward that ride growing up, I mean, I think Disney has done a lot to make Dumbo more family-friendly because there are horror stories of how long we used to wait in line to ride Dumbo. One, they've added a second track. And two, they've done kind of the reservation system. Uh, There's a playground. There's air condition. That whole entire area. I I went there last time I was in Disney World, and it was was neat. Astro Orbiter, I actually rode with – uh, my wife last time, and it's it's horrible. And if if we're going to Aladdin, this is by far the worst of the three because at least Astro Orbiter, you get a fantastic view. There's nothing. <laughs> Aladdin gives you really nothing. I mean, the front row. So can here's the here's the way down. that I here's the way I describe these things. All right, so Dumbo, you have to do at least one time. Do it with your kids. I mean, do it at least once, even if it's your first time going. Do it. Do Dumbo, no matter how old you are. Astro Orbiter's kind of like it's. It's a little bit less than what Dumbo is just because of the nostalgia factor with Dumbo, but it's cooler because you're up 100 feet in the air. Aladdin, just skip it. That's like Dumbo's redheaded stepchild that they just dropped in because they had space. And the coolest thing about that is I guess it's cool that you might get spit on by a llama. I guess that's cool or a camel, whatever it is. But it's not fun. But you can but you can do that in the uh, standing outside the ride. I can do that at the right? state fair. <laughs> get spit on by a camel. Well, so that's my point with all th- three of these rides, though, is that 
all three of these rides are rides that you go to any state fair, you go to any amusement park, there is a ride that is exactly like I mean, it's you. probably a little safer at Disney World, but aside from that... No, that's definitely true. And and yeah, you're not going to be riding on a flying carpet. You're not going to be riding on Dumbo. You're not going to be flying around. I'm going to ride ship. on a corn dog. That's even cooler. But But that's my point is that any amusement park you go to, any state fair you go to, anything like that, there is going to be a copy of these rides. I don't think Disney World is the place to do it. Even if you do have the kids, I don't think Disney Disney World is the place to do these rides. Pete, I know you and your daughter are going to ride Dumbo 1,000 times. No, me and my daughter, excuse me, my daughter and I are going to be riding Space Mountain 1,000 times and Splash Mountain. We'll see how that happens. We'll see how that goes. All right, what else? Uh, Another one that I want to hit and, and staying in magic kingdom. Cause like we said, there's a lot there. What, what do you guys think of the Tiki room? I can take it or leave it. I mean, when I was younger, I used to like the song Tiki, 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 Tiki room. But I mean, now that I'm older, I'm not, I'm not rushing to that attraction. To me, this is a piece of, of Walt Disney history. And I think it's important to go on it and, and experience this at least once. Yeah. Is this a can't miss attraction for me? Is this something that I'm going to do every time I go to Disney World? No. If I skip it, does it break my trip? No. So yeah, to me, this is something I can I can take or leave. Kind of in the same vein, Country Bear Jamboree. I think Country Bear Jamboree is a good show, but again, it's not something that I'm going to go out of my way to uh, to sit through. When I when I was growing up, I had a family member that loved the Country Bear Jamboree. And I couldn't stand it, which made that like attraction like forever my least favorite thing in the Magic Kingdom. I, I, that wasn't even on my list, but it should have been. So, I, again, there's a lot of history behind the Enchanted Tiki Room. If you've got extra time, definitely go to the Enchanted Tiki Room. But I don't know. In my opinion, don't go out of your way on it. Yeah. I'm right there with you I guys. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, there, there's some good Disney history there. But outside of that. I mean, it's called Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. So, I mean, it is a Walt thing. But here's the thing. The the Carousel of Progress has that history, too. And I don't consider the Carousel of Progress something that you can skip. I agree. That's a good point. That's a must-see. But what I do consider a must-skip in Tomorrowland... There we go. ...is is the Tomorrowland Speedway. We have talked about this at least five times, how worthless we think this this attraction is and how we think it should be replaced or or redone to to fit better into Tomorrowland. I feel like people want this to be go-karts, and it's not. If you think you're getting go-karts, you're not. What you're getting is a sunburn because you're on the track going five miles per hour and you want to lap your buddy. You can't do it because there's a governor on there. Not only is there a governor, there's a track. And like you're just sitting there kind of like, wow, this... This pavement, this concrete's pretty hot. Oh, there's a headache because I ran into the rail again. And if you let your kid drive or you're riding with a young person, you just you're gonna want to like just force your way out, hop the fence, and leave Disney World altogether. And you've got gasoline and oil smoke billowing up into your face. It, that whole area just reeks. This one probably okay. So we we've talked about Dumbo and Aladdin, and we would skip those. We don't we don't have kids going to Disney World, so take that. Take it or leave it. I mean, that's kind of our opinion right now. Tomorrowland Speedway probably falls in the same realm because there's always a wait. I, I agree, but I will I will say if you've got a if you've got a child, that child is going to want to drive the car. There's and no them, way you're not doing it if you have a child, and and them driving the car is going to drive you absolutely nuts because there's no way they can keep it centered on the track, and they're going to be going. I can't back keep and it centered on the track. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you guys keep a center on the track? I haven't. I mean, I am an adult. I have a driver's license. So, yeah, I feel like. Uh... I don't know if I could. I mean, th- this again, this is one of those that while I totally agree with you guys, this is something that shouldn't that you should skip at Disney World. Countless people don't skip it. I mean, it's kind of like and this isn't <laughs> in here, but like the teacups. I would say you skip those, Pete. You would say you, you wouldn't. So oh, love the teacups. Classic Disney ride. Now, there is something else in Tomorrowland, and I don't know where it necessarily is landing at this moment, but Stitch's Great Escape. If it's open, you you can skip it. If it's it. open, if I If it's agree. closed, no loss. If it's closed, I mean, thank the Lord you do get to skip it. Yeah, now, this is a character meet and greet. That's a, that's a, Stitch is a fun character to meet at Disney World. Highly recommend going in there. It's air conditioned. Uh, there are some cool things to look at because it does have some, uh, the remains of a really, really good attraction that was there. But if, if it's, uh, if it's. The actual attraction itself, just keep just keep stepping. And we've talked about this before. This is just not a good attraction anymore. 
Well, it's 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 not it's not a great storyline. And then when this ride became into existence, it was kind of okay. Well, Alien Encounters gone, so Stitch is popular right now. Stitch is an alien. Let's just drop this in. Didn't really work, <laughs> at least not for me. But anyway, I digress. There's only there's two more that are in a very they're semi close to each other that I can think of that if I were going to Magic Kingdom I would skip one of which I did not skip last trip. Uh, so the first one that I definitely 100% would skip is Goofy's Barnstormer. I think if you want to do a kids roller coaster, Seven Dwarfs is is the ride for you, not the Barnstormer. Not that the Barnstormer is not kid friendly, it's just not comfortable. And then two. Um, a lot of people will skip the Little Mermaid, Ariel's Undersea Adventure, which is tucked away in Fantasyland. I I like this attraction, but I got overruled. Uh, so you guys speak to that. I would ride Journey of Little Mermaid solely for the air conditioning. <laughs> when you're wait when you're waiting in line for this, I mean, if it's summertime, I mean, not that you're ever going to wait in line for this, but when you are in the queue for this and you start going into the caves, the air conditioning is on point. I mean, the air conditioning is fantastic in there. So if you need to cool down, Journey of the Little Mermaid is great. And it's it's chilly on the ride, too. When you kind of transition underwater backwards, you, you go through kind of a curtain of air, and it's it's chilly down there. I'll be honest. Like, when I started making this list, I started thinking about, I mean, a lot of these rides, like, the best thing I can say about them or these attractions is it's air-conditioned. Like, I thought, like, hey, you know, you need a break. You have a fast pass. Like, okay, I'll go do this ride that's in the AC. And it's not what I wanted to be doing, but I'll do it. <laughs> Our men do Disney trip was in, an, I think, October maybe, and so it was still pretty warm in Florida, and we did this kind of in the realm of we need to do everything here. We've got two guys who won't be back to Disney in a while, and I think we kind of stood in the queue for a minute just because the air conditioning was so good, honestly. I mean... It was great. It really to was. To Pete's point, there's not really... The only time you may wait, and I, and I literally mean you might wait, is right there waiting to get in a seashell. Prior to that, it, it pretty much moved the whole time. I mean, you can walk at your own speed. We did this attraction in December, and I distinctly remember both my wife and, and mom telling me that it was uh, it, it's a cold attraction. Now, to me, again, December, it's a little cooler outside. It was pretty pretty delightful in Florida. Now, now speak a little to Goofy's Barnstormer, because this is something we all loved at one point. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I rode Goofy's Barnstormer. Uh, the last time I rode it was probably six years ago. And, you know, as a child, I don't know why, I guess because, like, when you, you're going to hit an age and you're, like, you know, when you go to Disney World, when you're not, like, into Fantasyland, but you're also, like, your family's not really in to, maybe you have a little brother, a little sister, something like that. So you spend a lot of time at Fantasyland. I thought the Barnstormer was great because I could go, you know, right over there to the left of um, Tomorrowland Speedway, still be close to my family, and I could do a roller coaster while my, my, you know, my sibling was doing Dumbo or whatever. So, I mean, I loved it because it was fast, it was quick, I could do it over and over and over again. But as an adult, I just don't see any appeal to it. You're not going to fit comfortably. Comfortably, it's a very short ride. I last time I did this attraction, my fiance, now wife, my wife and I were there, and we had no weight. Walked right on. I was very excited to ride it because my memory of it was kind of, I guess, as a younger guy who loved it. I, I just looked at her after, and because Disney asked, the cast member said, "Do you want to stay on and go again?" And I said, "No, this is the, this is very uncomfortable. Uh, it's." I don't know. It's it's one of the shortest rides in Disney World. This is one take it or leave it. I mean, you could probably leave it, to be honest. Yep, I agree. You guys want to move over to uh, hit Epcot real quick? Actually, let's um. Can we can we go to Hollywood Studios first? Because I really want to talk about okay. uh, what we can skip at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, let's uh let's every everything. Yeah, sure. Just skip the whole park. Just don't even go. Okay, so so I, I'm still gonna do Fantasmic. I'm still going to do Toy Story Mania. I'm still going to do Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. And Star Tours. Eh, that hit everything? I agree. So and Star- I think Matt brings up a good point. There's a I, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of reasons to skip Hollywood Studios right now. There are still things there that, that you, you go to Hollywood Studios you're very excited to do. Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster. Some people are very, very big into Star Tours, especially for the last scene right now. But, but if I'm on a three-day Disney trip... Agreed. I'm not going to Hollywood Studios. Okay, but let's let's take it as you went to Hollywood Studios. What are you skipping there? Little Mermaid. You're going to skip Voyage into Little Mermaid. Absolutely. I I almost put Indiana Jones here, but that's a that's a pretty good show. Well, you got to fill your time in Hollywood Studios some way, so Indiana Jones helps. And and I I even considered skipping One Man's Dream, but I started thinking every time we go, 
we go into one man's dream because we're trying to waste time. So because you got literally nothing else to do, right? It's 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 about time wasting. And, and I'll tell you, we did the um. Well, this is actually that was at Epcot that we did the Pixar short, but uh, there there were some videos at, at Hollywood Studios that we you know we watched in one man's dream, and you know it was fine. But yeah, I agree. I mean, in, in general, if you're gonna skip something, I I personally enjoyed the Voyage of Little Mermaid. I, that's what, I like the soundtrack and the movie, but some people. We'll say but it's shows. literally the movie. Yeah, it's literally, it, and it's a bit outdated. I mean, what are they supposed to do, Pete? And today on on stage, Ariel sees a pirate ship for the first time. What are they supposed to do? Well, no, I we've talked about this before, and I don't think you were on that particular podcast, Matt. But I I appreciate the shows that like Finding Nemo that take the movie and add you. something to them. This doesn't add anything to the Little Mermaid. It's just this nostalgia is literally factor. Just the Little Mermaid. Same with Beauty and the Beast. I would say those literally two shows just fall Beauty into the they follow the movie very closely. When you look at a Lion King and Indiana Jones and a Finding Nemo, Indiana Jones gets much more into like how do you do the stunts. Lion King is its its own ordeal, and Nemo adds a lot of things to the movie. So I agree with you there. I get that. I can respect that too. Thank you for sharing that. No problem. All right, now let's go back to Epcot. Who wants to lead us off? We've got we've got four things, so. Everybody uh, pick Pete, one. You go ahead. Extra. All right. I'll, I'm going to take two right off the bat here because they're very similar. And and actually, you could kind of fold a third one into this as well. Um, that is the American Adventure, O Canada, and really the China Pavilion, Reflections of China. Now, I haven't, I haven't seen it since they've redone it, but these may be okay if you're really, really into China or you're really, really into Canada or you're a, a really, really big history buff, which... I know your mom is. She loved the American Adventure. My mom would probably love the American Adventure. My wife would probably love the American Adventure. But if but if you're if you're pressed for time at Epcot, these are things you can just pretty much walk right past. I I totally agree on O Canada Chinese shows. I don't know why I thought it was reflections, reflections of China, Japan, but American Adventure. I, it's one I would skip every time. I, I <laughs> that's just my personality. Uh, last if you're if you're not a history buff, I mean you're not. It's just is it AC and do I need to take a nap? Yeah, and and it's it's a good show. I mean, it, it, the sound they have a little uh, little soundtrack kind of that goes with it. Some of the music in it's pretty good, uh, but I agree. I, I think all those are things. If you're pressed for time, if you have one day in Epcot um, and you're trying to hit everything, those are some things that maybe don't hit. Uh, you know, don't make the itinerary. Uh, we we were fortunate enough to have two days in Epcot, and so I'll put it like this: we did the American Adventure once. It wasn't like something that, you know, we did test track multiple times, soaring multiple times. It, it certainly wasn't something that we had to hit again. Uh, so I think those are all, all good choices there, Pete. How about you, Matt? Yeah, so, I mean, when you think about when you think about Epcot and maybe, maybe a ride that just doesn't connect with me or I can skip, it's journey into imagination. Now, you know, I get what they're trying to do. And at one point, what Figment was like, yeah. and I get what they're trying to do. But at the same time, like, there's no connection to me to Figment like there is to other Disney characters. So when you put me on a ride that's centered around figment and imagination, I guess I get it, but I don't like it. It's like what Peter Pan with figment, but you know, I don't know anything that's going on in figment. I usually just get through it. So so figment is a great character. Journey into Imagination, the original Journey into Imagination was great. The Journey into Your Imagination redo was terrible. Journey into Imagination with Figment, which is the current iteration that we have now, is just okay. It's not a super ride. I can't really think of anything great to say about it. The song is it, good. Okay, okay, yes. Yeah, One Little Spark is, is great. Sherman Brothers song. That's really the only positive I have to say about this. I, I think that this ride could be so much more. And I think that Figment could be so much more involved in Epcot and could be such a great Disney character. Because for a while, Figment was the only character at Epcot, right? You, you thought of Epcot as the non-Disney Disney park. There, there weren't, you know, you didn't have Mickey Mouse running around. You didn't have the Guardians of the Galaxy running around. You had Figment. That was it. I don't know. I, this is something that I always tend to do, but if I miss it, I'm not heartbroken about it. You can judge a, a lot about the popularity of a Disney attraction by looking at wait times. This is one that you very rarely would see longer than 15 minutes, even at peak season. Uh, so that, that's one indicator that maybe it's it's run its course. I, I did it last time I went to Disney World because we were over in that direction and let's get on a ride or an attraction at Disney. Uh, we, we had fun. I mean, we had fun on it because we we kind of clapped with the song and got everyone on the attraction clapping with us. But I agree. I mean, this is something that uh, that you definitely, 
I don't, I don't want to say you have to skip it, but you you can and you're not missing much. And I think this is another one of those rides where, you know, if you had to ask me, Matt, where is Figment? Like start at Spaceship Earth? Like a lot of people I don't think could get there. Like it's not something that's like very clearly shown, you know, this is the way to Figment. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of a hidden attraction. I think that most people probably don't even know it's, know it's there. Well, going that direction, people are running to Soren. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And the, my problem with this is that it's got all the ingredients to be a great ride. You've got, I mean, you've got Eric Idle in there. You've got a four Python in there. You've got this great character in Figment. You've got a great Sherman Brothers song, and yet the attraction is just not, not super. Now, another thing at Epcot that I think is worth skipping is Innoventions. And my personality could probably align with some of the things in Innoventions, but I tried last time I was there, and it just really it's got nothing. Um, they 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 used to do a lot more in Innoventions. I, I think Disney's kind of trying to figure out what to do with this space because it was popular at one point, and people did go through it, and they had a lot of neat technology in there. Uh, they had they had different science. That's the first place I ever saw a Segway was in Innoventions, yeah, and I got to exactly. ride. Like I mean, that's the first first place I ever saw it. But I mean, you're going back 15 years, so. I, you know, I, I think Disney just has, has um, maybe lost the vision of what they want to do here or lost the focus and maybe it's not a priority. Well, I think they're I think they're waiting because they've got so much going on at Hollywood Studios right now. And, and Epcot is going to be the next park that they go to, right? So they've, they've kind of done Animal Kingdom. They're doing Hollywood Studios now. They're going to go to Epcot next. I, I think something's going to happen in Inventions. I think something's going to happen at Epcot in general, but... Right now, you're right. It's just kind of in in waiting. Nobody, they don't really know what they want to do with that space. Yeah, it'll be uh, it, it'll be something to follow because I do think Epcot and Disney uh, they find some some way to utilize it. But as of now, that'd be on the uh, you can skip this list. Now we we have a, we're going to do some one more obviously one more theme park Animal Kingdom and then just uh, hit, quickly hit some general items that you can skip at Disney World. But starting with Animal Kingdom, I have to take this because I've been ranting about it for a while. Cali River Rapids, skip it. Don't do it. I know my wife is a big fan of this attraction, and we rode it uh, last time she was there. We waited standby for it, as a matter of fact. And um, how long did you wait? I think the wait was forty minutes. I mean, it's it's one of those where maybe you can't follow the trend because people still like it. I just think that well, because that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I don't know. I just think Disney could do more. I compare it to to Splash Mountain, which is unfair because the theming in Splash Mountain is I mean, it's ridiculous and. In Cali River Rapids theming, it's not much theming, and it's a pretty quick ride. So this is one that I, w- I would skip. Yeah, and I mean, I, I get what you're saying, skipping this. I mean, it's one that back in the day when, you know, there wasn't much to do in Animal Kingdom, I wouldn't even consider, like, using a fast pass on this, you know. And I don't want to get wet. You're going to get you're gonna get soaked on this. Like, you're, you're going to get wet. The, the drop isn't even that great. And really, the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to get wet. I can't say that enough. Like, you are going to get soaked on Cali River Rapids. If you don't, you're going to be the one person in your boat that didn't. It's not worth, like, getting... The ride's not worth getting soaked, you know? I I think that's a great point. And especially, as you alluded to, there's a lot going on in Animal Kingdom now. And I actually have been opening my eyes more to the shows like Finding Nemo. There are way better ways to spend your time than Cali River Rapids at Animal Kingdom. I'm thinking in my head... We didn't have it on our list. I don't know if I would rather ride Cali River Rapids or Navi River Journey. (laughs) At least Navi River Journey is in air conditioning and you don't get wet. Well, my problem with Cali River Rapids is, is again, the getting wet. I mean, the only time I'm willing to ride this is when I have a poncho with me. And that defeats the whole purpose of it. It's, It's fun to get wet on, say, a Splash Mountain. Something that you may get a little bit. You may, a little bit of water may get dropped on you. Or if you get parked by the waterfall, you're... Yeah, eight seconds gonna get of soaked. just getting pounded. But, yep. But but Cali River Rapids is just you're gonna get soaked and you're gonna get drenched to the bone. And it's not that great of an attraction to even warrant riding if you don't want to get wet. Well the other thing is it's not even that great, like if you're if it's hot outside, you know? Like you don't want to get soaked in this water. <laughs> like this isn't refreshing. This is just Yep, you're soaked for the next forty five minutes to an hour. Have fun. Now, another thing at Animal Kingdom that, that we probably could skip, Rafiki's Planet Watch. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I've been to Rafiki's Planet Watch and done anything there. I couldn't tell you where it is. <laughs> I, I think that's part of the problem. I mean, I've, I've done it before, uh, but I have, I've done it once. 
And this is one that I go to Animal Kingdom and don't even think twice about. So, I mean, I don't know, unless anyone else has something to add on it. I mean, I don't really have anything else to say. Because you don't know where it is. Like, you, Pete, you couldn't tell me where it is. Well, yeah, so so you can um, you can get there by riding the uh, express the wildlife express train. Uh, the conservation station's there, so they, they had a couple tours that actually went through that area. Uh, but aside from that, I mean, it's it's kind of tucked away. So not not something for me personally. Let's uh let's let's move over just some, just some general items that we also came up with of things you could skip at Disney. And before we hit this, I want everybody to know we love Disney World. We're just trying to make sure you have one of the most optimal trips when you uh. When you go to Disney, yeah, I mean, let, but let's talk about that real quick, Tom, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Let me let me hop on that. So, guys, yeah, I, I, like Thomas said, we we love Walt Disney World. We enjoy going, and at the same time, we're talking about a small handful of the rides and attractions at Walt Disney World that we would skip. Well, hit, hitting some of the general items, we've got we've got a few here. One is is the water parks. I think this is semi dependent on your family situation. If the, if you have children and and you have the the park hopper plus and in premium and you want to go over there there are certainly uh fun times to be had i i myself have participated in the water parks but it's not something that i would fight to include in a disney trip i think it's all about time how long you're there if you're going to be at disney a week or longer i would definitely splash in a water water park just to just to mix things up a little bit but i agree if you're there for three four days I don't think there's any way you can squeeze in a water park and not maximize your Disney trip, like in the actual theme park. Yep, I agree. I, to me, the water parks just aren't worth it. There are some there are some good rides there, but I think I think you get more bang for your buck uh, actually going to the theme parks. How about how about another one we have as general news or general items rather to to uh, to maybe skip? So I would I would say the boardwalk on a Friday night or a Saturday night it gets packed. If you're planning on going and eating at any of the restaurants, you're not going to get in. If you're planning on going to any of the clubs, you're going to pay a cover. It it just gets cra- it just gets crowded. It, it's really crowded. In my last Disney trip, we went to the boardwalk on a Friday night. I was sitting there thinking, and it was crowded. I mean, I mean, Pete's right. Now they do have um, entertainment on the boardwalk, and they do have um, you know little vendors for food or drinks, uh, if you'd like to indulge yourself. So there are other options where there are shorter lines, but if you're trying to get into one of the bars or clubs, or if you're trying to get into one of the restaurants, be prepared to wait. And staying with that weekend theme, I would skip Epcot on a Saturday or Sunday if at all possible, especially as we round round the year and get, get closer to Food and Wine Festival. Not only do you have a lot of people coming into Disney World on, on a weekend, especially like a, a Sunday, you have all the locals going to enjoy food and wine because it's awesome. Well, yeah, that's that to me is the biggest problem is that you've got locals coming in Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. Epcot's a rough, and that, and, and Epcot is the park that they locals tend to go to. So yeah, Epcot on the weekend is uh, is a good one to skip. And then finally, I think the last thing, if you're going on a Disney trip and you're staying on Disney property, skip renting a car. You're not going to need it. Take the Magical Express. Take the airport shuttle. Do whatever you have to to get to the hotel. Don't rent a car because you're literally going to rent a car. Unless you're planning on doing something off Disney property, you're literally going to rent a car. It's going to sit in the resort parking lot for your whole Disney trip. Well, I think that about does it for our things to skip. I, mean, I You know, like I said, this is not a way to pound Disney or, or hate on Disney by any means. We just we want you guys to have the most fun possible. Yeah, and again, if you're going to Disney for a short time, if you're going for three days or two days or four days even, you're not going to be able to do everything that's there. You're going to have to skip things, particularly if you're going during a busy time. So this is just kind of a basic guideline of here's some things that we feel like uh, you can you can miss. If you disagree, let us know. If you've got any other things that uh, you can think of that you think, hey, maybe you can skip this. Let us know. Again, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on our email. Be glad to hear from you guys. Before we close it out for tonight, Tom, secret and trivia question. What do we got this week? Start with the secret trivia question from last week and then the trivia question for this week. Uh, The secret, now that we're pretty close to Toy Story Land opening, I figured it had to be Toy Story themed. Did you know at one time when you were visiting with the Toy Story characters, so Buzz and Woody at that time, if you yelled Andy's coming, they would fall down as they do in the movies. 
However, Disney is forced uh, uh, Disney was forced rather to discontinue this practice as some of the cast members were getting injured from falling over. So now, if you were to go up and meet Buzz, Woody, or Jesse, uh, who's now available, and scream "Andy's coming," the cast member that's kind of escorting the characters around would just tell you, "No, Andy's away at college." Uh, that's kind of how Disney got around that. But I think that's pretty cool because you, in the movies, I mean, you, you see them just kind of play dead and they just fall out of nowhere. And that's what they did in the park. Oh, it's a Disney point. touch so that uh, definitely didn't go unnoticed. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a Disney difference. I mean, people still talk about it and I, I wish they still did it. But I do understand uh, from a safety standpoint why they do not. Now, moving over to last week's trivia question. Max speed and height of Space Mountain. Remember, we were asking you for the max speed while you're actually riding the attraction and the max height of the attraction outdoors. It is surprising that the max speed on Space Mountain is 27 miles per hour, which doesn't feel like that because of it. Right. I mean, the darkness makes you feel like you're going much faster. Uh, So that that's kind of a cool secret. And then outside, uh, 180 feet tall. We've talked some about the height requirements and aviation laws and why Disney stays under 200 feet. But as massive as this is, it, it still is quite under, uh, you know, quite a distance under Tower of Terror and Cinderella Castle. Now, moving over to the trivia question for this week, something we've talked about, not in depth. We could have a, an entire series on this. But what was the name of the land originally planned for Animal Kingdom that never came to be? My hint is it is in the area where Pandora, the world of Avatar, now exists. And if you look in the Animal Kingdom logo, you can see an image that alludes to what this may have been called. So again, what is the land name of the land originally planned for Animal Kingdom that never came to be? And of course, guys, you can reach out to us on our email at mendowdw at gmail.com or our Twitter at Podcast. And one last thing, I want to shout out our folks over at um, Guys Guide to Disney on Instagram. Did a podcast series in May. And they highlighted, uh, I think it was four Disney podcasts for their followers to listen to in their free time. And fortunately, we were uh, lucky enough to be one of the podcasts that they recommended. Uh, so I want to direct you to their page. Again, it, it's the um, probably more of a male perspective on how do you navigate Disney with a family, with a date, uh, what, what are good attractions. Uh, and his Instagram name, all one word, Guys Guide to Disney. Uh, so give him a... Uh, Give him a follow on Instagram, and, and uh, there'll be a lot of cool Disney news that he pumps out. All right, well, good stuff. Well, that's all we've got for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at mendowdw at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.